the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to a special celebrity edition of Unite IE Radio. Radio Yes. It's my impersonation of the Tonight Show theme song. Oh, how did I do? I didn't get it. I can I can name that tune and maybe <laughs> thirty more notes. Yeah, celebrity it is. Yes. No. Um, we always say that uh, the, that. The most important political office is that of the private citizen, and we have we have lots of activists that we interview and, and feature on our show. Um, none better, none more prominent, none more effective than our guest today, Agnes Gibney. And this just started. Her, her story started well. It started when her son was murdered in 2001 or 2002 by a previously deported illegal immigrant. And she had no outlet for that and didn't know what to do until she went to Ron Osk, who advertises on this station for elder law and was dealing with another legal issue and was explaining her story and got in conversation. And then Ron puts her in touch with our Unite IE groups, and that, that gave her the outlet for her activism to start doing something. Yes. About about what happened, and she's been she's all over television. And what why we asked her in this week is she was just back last Friday, not a week a week ago Friday, with the President of the United States Donald Trump and other Angel families to highlight how they have been permanently separated from their families by illegal immigrants. Oh, isn't that funny? Because I was just before we started the segment, Ron Osk happened to call, and I didn't even mention to him that Agnes was in studio with us. I should have done that. He was calling on another matter. And then she was on Fox News on Shannon Bream's show yes. at 7 p.m. our time. Did a great job there. Uh, so we're just very pleased to have you here. And then TMZ got snarky with you, and you put them back in their place. Welcome to the show, Agnes. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, TMZ better be on notice because I'm That's not right. taking. I'm not th- taking the insults. I think after uh, that episode with you, they have uh, revised their policies for interviewing uh, individuals that are I don't know conservatives. Well, what that I mean, what that was about was is that President Trump had, had paid a compliment to your son Ronald, and you know, a picture of yeah, the, all the families there they were at the event had pictures of their loved ones that were had been killed by illegal immigrants. Right. And you had a picture of Ronald, and to- Donald Trump commented that he looks like Tom Selleck. And TMZ got snarky with it, and said, oh, how, how insulting could that possibly be, while ever asking you whether you felt that was insulting. That's right. And what was more insulting is for them to say that uh, Trump made a very awkward, uh, uh, bizarre statement about a dead guy. That was more insulting because they weren't sensitive to my uh, feelings as the mom and uh, my two sis- my two daughters. They were very hurt by that statement mm-hmm. because they have actually reduced my son to just a dead body. You know, and it, it, it's kind of interesting how they were trying to call the president into account for his 
language and they turn around and use even worse language and that's and right. in their description of the situation uh you know that's just the way that the liberal mind seems to work they don't care about the feelings they only went after trump because Trump is Trump. Right. And that's what I told them. Uh, I wrote them an email saying, you took an opportunity that President Trump uh, said a compliment to my son, where many people over the years had said that he looks like uh, uh, Tom Selleck, who I admire tremendously. I love Tom Selleck. Would love to meet him someday. If anybody has any contact out there, hook me up because I would love to meet him. Uh, but they just went, they took the opportunity of a nice compliment to attack the president, and that just was totally unnecessary. And, and then the, the I, you are sure of some of the comments. We don't need to repeat them on the TMZ. So they actually, TMZ interviewed you. Yes. And then there's not even just snarky. Some of them were just really hateful, disgusting comments. Just not intended to debate the issue, not intended to differ with you on anything. It was just intended to be hateful and and personally hurtful to you. That's right. That's right. And it just shows how the left is so arrogant, uh, condescending, uh, have no respect. You don't do that uh, to anybody, much less to a grieving mother, to any of us. And some of the comments were just just despicable, just disgusting. What is you you've been you've been around Donald Trump a number of times uh, yes. during the campaign and since that time, and you've been with him not only on stage and on camera, but off stage and off camera. Correct. What's he like? He is down to earth. He's like you and me. He's a very natural person, very kind, compassionate, uh, has a good sense of humor. Uh, he's just one of us. He's not a, a trained professional uh, politician who lies through both sides of their mouth. Trump is very genuine. He's a very down-to-earth person, and people just can't accept that, and they have to distort and attack him every step of the way. And that's why when I was on the stage in, uh, at, at the White House at the press conference, I I told him that I how proud I was of him and that I'm so sorry that he has to literally pull daggers out of his back on a daily basis. What is it like for someone who doesn't get to uh, roam about the halls of Washington, D.C. every day? Tell us a little bit about the trip. You, uh, you, you got the, the, the notice. Someone called you on the phone, on your cell phone? Yes. So, so you get a call on the phone. And the call was from whom? It was from DHS ICE, from ICE inviting me to this event, uh, saying that I would be one of the uh, uh, angel moms attending an event at the White House. So how do you know that it's someone actually from ICE and not one of us pranking? I'm just wondering, do you... Well, I got a heads up from another mom uh, that I would be getting a call. Ah. And so I knew that the call was coming and uh, we met. Uh, the, the, the Friday morning started with us meeting at ICE headquarters in D.C. Uh, very high security, by the way. Uh, only one person at a time uh, to go to the metal detectors uh, to even go- get into the door. And then we met at a, a, a large room there with all of us together. Uh, Tom Holm, uh, Holmes, is it? Uh, the I think ICE, so, the, te- the temporary ICE director right, right now. Uh, he's uh, retiring. He came in and talked to us, and then we had lunch very quickly and then went headed to the White House. But at the White House, uh, very well received by everyone. 
We, wait, wait, wait. You said you had lunch? They provided lunch? No, we bought our own lunch at ICE. You bought your own lunch in the yes. ICE cafeteria? In the ICE cafeteria. They have a cafeteria. What was they it? Have very nice lunch, I'll tell you. Not just cold sandwiches. They had a lot of hot meals. I had a pasta with shrimp. Okay. Uh, very nice uh, assortment of uh, food. I, so they didn't just serve ice in the ice cafeteria. <laughs> no, no, they did not. <laughs> no snowballs, no, <laughs> no shaved ice. And you know, it was just so nice to be there. I felt so secure and so at home in that office. Oh, I thought, that. This is This is just awesome. Yep. Okay. So you had lunch, you had pasta with shrimp, mm -hmm. and then they take you back and... And then we got an Uber and went to the White House and uh, very well received by everyone. But unfortunately, after a few minutes, they took our phones. We had to lock them up and we were directed from one Wait, room. you took an Uber? An Uber. They didn't have black ice sedans? <laughs> they didn't have black sedans, government vehicles to <laughs> no. ferry you over there? No. Did everybody take an Uber? Everybody took an Uber. So you pile into Uber. So you tell the Uber, Uber driver that you want to go to the White House. What does the Uber driver say? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we had to tell him the Southwest uh, gate. And when we got there, there was a huge line to go in. Was the Uber driver a Trump fan or did you? Did we you, didn't even ask. Didn't even get to that. I don't dare to ask over there because right. a lot of them are... Uh, foreigners, and I don't know how. Was they your feel Uber about driver a foreigner? Yes, uh, actually, yeah. I was there. In, I was in D.C. in September, and we had a meeting, a briefing, some officials at the technically it's the executive office building next to the White House. Uh -huh. But some of my most interesting conversations were with my Uber drivers. <laughs> I'll be darned, because yes. they're from all over, huh? Right, and yeah. um, as a side, I mean, there's there this one guy, and he's, he, I have my Trump hat on, on and, and he's, you know, so we're talking about that. So he's, I don't like the Dem he's from, He was from Africa. And a mm -hmm. very distinctive accent. I don't like the Democrats. You know, there's welfare. It's, it's just bad. You know, if we're not working, that's bad. And abortion. I, you know, that's, that's just terrible. And this gay rights stuff. I just, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, <I'll be> damn. <laughs> so anyway, so then they uh, led us from one room that led into the next, into the next, like a maze. And next thing you know, they opened this door. There was about uh, a few, maybe about 10 people in this room. And uh, me and two other uh, angel families were uh, at this uh, room. And then they opened this door and, and this bright, gorgeous door. And it was like the Pearl Gates door just opened. It was just the most amazing, very bright, uh, huge room, very tall ceilings, gold-colored drapes, and we're in the Oval Office. It was just the most amazing uh, experience. Uh, then President Trump came in through another door with Vice President Pence. They greeted all of us, and it was a photo op. They took pictures of all of us, and then uh, uh, one started, can you please sign our pictures? And President Trump very graciously signed our loved one's picture, and we were criticized for that, too, that how, what a distasteful thing for President Trump to sign a uh, deceased guy's picture. It meant a lot to us. Sure it did. And he was, he was at, the families asked him to do yes, it. Yes, yes. Wow. The families did. And uh, we're talking to Agnes Gibney. We're going to stop right there because we've got to take a quick break for uh, a word from our sponsors right now. She was had an amazing couple of days, flew back to uh, be uh, uh, interviewed and uh, have a conversation with the president of the United States. She's walking through that right now. We're going to take a word from our sponsor for this half hour. And we'll, be, we'll be back with more of her amazing story of being in Agnes Goes to Washington. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. 
back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio program, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And we have in studio with us someone who has made the most of that uh, responsibility uh, here in the Republic, Agnes Gibney, whose son uh, was was murdered by an illegal alien, had the opportunity to go back to the White House last Friday for a meeting with President Trump during a week, a tumultuous week involving the uh, media's and Democrats' meltdown over the zero-tolerance policy that was uh, signed at the executive order, or actually the policy by Jeff Sessions, uh, directed by the White House. You were in the midst of telling us of what uh, was happening with you and the president in the Oval Office. And by the way, that shrimp dinner, that you had that lunch you said was eight or nine bucks i just inquiring my so those who were wondering how much it was it was uh eight or nine dollars is what you paid yeah, for your lunch at the was really ice headquarters <laughs> all right onward and upward to what happened with president trump well at the oval office we didn't uh discuss anything he uh, he was just making small talk and says okay let's do this and and he said i kept my promise and that same thing he said at the uh, brief uh, at the press room uh, with all the media. And I want to share something. I heard from one of the other angel moms that the, there was a lot of media in that room. And some of the media were taking bets amongst themselves to see which one of us would cry first. Mm. How absolutely disgusting is that? As if it was uh, to, as if you were going to fake it. As if we're going to fake it, as if we're going to break down. Uh, I don't know what they expected. Mm. Uh, I, I would like to know if any of them would have lost a child in any shape or form, not necessarily to any legal alien crime. Would they ever cry if they have to speak about their loved one? You know, I'm I'm snarky enough that if I had had the opportunity, you did have an opportunity to speak with President yes. Trump on camera. I, I may have even said, you know, it just astonishes me at how callous the media is. I understand why you do what you do, President Trump, because here they were taking bets as to which of the angel moms would cry first. But I found like, that out afterwards, oh, though. Okay. It was afterwards. I probably would have said something because I'm really fed up how the left is pushing us and just being disrespectful yep. and condescending. 
they haven't walked in our shoes. They don't know what it's like to live with this, the injustice on a daily basis. And, you know, let's be, let's face it. The guy that murdered my son in less than two years will be free. If the way the government has done it until now, he'll walk amongst us. And I do not want anybody else to be uh, uh, his victim because it's a matter of time. He's a criminal. He's a gang member. It wouldn't take very long before he mm. would victimize somebody else. Your case in point illustrates so many things. Is First, if the government, the politicians had enforced the America's immigration laws and both Republicans and Democrats for decades have chosen deliberately, intentionally not to enforce immigration laws for their own selfish political and economic reasons, mm-hmm. but your son would be alive. That's right. But and on top of that, the, this, this murderer's baby mama and child are being supported by the taxpayers on welfare while the taxpayers are paying for this guy in, in prison. prison. That's right. Look what a great deal this illegal immigration, in your, and just in your case, has been not only for the tragic loss and murder of your son, but in terms of the cost of illegal immigration to American taxpayers is further illustrated by... Your case. Exactly. And I, I wish that we would get some kind of an exemption that uh, a tax deduction for every amount, every penny that it's costing us to house him in prison and also the welfare that we paid to his children because there were three kids. I'm not sure if all three are his, but she was pregnant with uh, another one when he murdered my son. And, uh, and I know that because of that, because he's in prison, uh, she probably applied for welfare, and I would like to have that tax break. Right. It's just not fair. It is not fair. The selective nature of the liberals' compassion. You know, for illegal immigrant children, when that serves their interest, when, when Trump is president, but not when Obama was president, then this becomes this full-court media public relations press mm-hmm. to, to get them to open the border and to guilt Americans into supporting an open border. We just have to let, it's for the children, which never extends to your child, never extends to Americans who, if they commit a crime and they're incarcerated, they get separated from their children. And as someone pointed out the other day, there are 785,000 American children who are separated from from one or both parents who are serving in the military. That's right. And you know, Greg, here's another thing. When illegal aliens cross the border to work in the United States and they leave their wives and children back in their respective countries, isn't that separation of families? I had an interview uh, that evening, that same day on Friday, with uh, Martha McCallum on Fox. And I brought a picture of, uh, of my son's grave that I took on Father's Day. He is permanently separated from his two children, from his two boys. Isn't that uh, this? That is what permanent separation of families is and for the for the liberals to say that it is just uh, the poor little Hispanics that cross the border, they knew what was coming. The administration told them, "You're going to cross here. You're going to be separated from your families." And now they're playing the emotional game with our hearts. How about the emotional game with my loss and the thousands of Americans that have lost their lives and been victimized by illegal aliens? But the great thing about this was that notwithstanding this full court press, this full effort to guilt and and shame and, and get, to open, get open the borders. Mm-hmm. There was a CBS poll that showed that 64% of Americans want the illegal immigrant families either deported, which is the vast majority of that, or detained until their cases are resolved. A total, yes. complete media failure versus only 21% that wanted to say, just let them into the country. Yeah. 
We need to take another break as we uh, close in on the end of our first segment here with Agnes Gibney. She's an angel mom. She took a trip back to the White House last week, was interviewed on Martha McCallum's show. We'll hear a little bit more about her trip when we return after our break from our sponsor for the first half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high-interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 9 p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 096199. AM590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we have in studio with us Agnes Gibney, who lives that motto every day as an activist for against illegal immigration and, and protecting the rights of Americans and the interests of Americans, not foreign illegal immigrants, which is, of course, redundant. And she has been at any number of these uh, meetings at the, at the uh, city, city council or county where they've been discussing an agenda item, which is to oppose... SB fifty four, and we just had we we, we, had, we you and I went to the Temecula. We had a, it was five zero at that meeting where they voted five zero to uh, have a resolution signed by the city council in the city uh, opposing SB fifty four. And there's now Agnes an active effort to gather signatures for a a uh, initiative for probably be on the twenty twenty ballot if it gets enough Correct. signatures. Uh, for what? We're fighting uh, against Sanctuary State, uh, SB 54. If you go to uh, fightsanctuarystate.com, you can see all the information. We're going to be gathering lots of signatures. Please help donate any amount to help us uh, have the ballots and have this initiative on the on the uh, ballots in November. We need to fight this because California cannot afford to continue as a sanctuary state. And if we continue, then the rest of the country will follow and we'll lose our country. So please go to fightsanctuarystate.com. How much does it cost us? How much does illegal uh, immigration cost the state of California? You know, $25 billion or more per year net cost, the taxes used by the illegal aliens versus the taxes paid. And nationally, it's well more than $100 billion because most of the illegals are in low-wage jobs. They're low-skill immigrants. And part of that's why they came here is there is they weren't good jobs for them and a way to make a living in their, in their home countries. So America is kind of the social safety net for the poor of Mexico and Central America and increasingly the entire world. 
Yep. And we pick up the tab. Yes. And, and of course, the AG gave you a very biased description and title for your initiative. You sent that to me. And they pulled some number out of the air. This is, this is supposedly going to cost tens of millions of dollars in extra law enforcement costs. When at most, they would, all they would do is they would run, see if they run a check. Is this person uh, wanted by ICE as an illegal immigrant? Well, attorney, uh, State Attorney General Becerra is for uh, illegal immigration. He's for SB 54. So why would we think that he would be favorable to us? I don't think it would cost anything for our law enforcement to, when someone is arrested, to run a fingerprint on the machine. Uh, it's the same thing that they normally do anyways. So it's, I don't think it would be any added cost. It's just their way to try to defeat us, but we're going to, win this. I have true faith that we're going to win this, and we're going to reverse this insane bill of Jerry Brown. Of, uh, uh, not Jerry Brown, but uh, Kevin DeLeon. Right, and it's always a major lift to get one of these initiatives qualified when you don't have a lot of, you don't have big bucks behind it to for paid signature gatherers. So we have our work cut out for us. That is fightsanctuarystate.com. Agnes, thank you so much for one, being on our show, of course. Thank you. And two, for all your very effective activism. And three, we'll claim a slight bit of uh, credit or pride as you're one on the leadership team, part of the cabinet of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and that you have been a fantastic addition to us. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be back with some thoughts about the busy week having to do with some amazing Supreme Court rulings after the break. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. Big week for the Supreme Court here, Greg. Uh, We had several rulings and a retiring justice, and we happened to be really fortunate to be able to grab Brad Dacus between his busy appointments to give us a little thought on uh, the rulings this week. It was a it was a big week for for our for our team in this uh, both in the retirement and in some of these cases. And Brad is with the Pacific Justice Institute. They specialize in religious freedom cases, and certainly the big one, I guess, was the California case on this law that requires uh, pro pro life family planning clinics to tell women, oh, and by the way, you can go get an abortion over here at exactly. taxpayer expense. Exactly. Yeah. So, Brad, your thoughts on these three big rulings? Which ones uh, give us uh, in order the uh, order of importance and what you think the impact is going to be? Well, the first case I think of importance is the one you just mentioned, the uh, Defense of Pro-Life Pregnancy Clinics and their free speech rights. So what people need to understand is this is a much broader decision than, than people realize. It doesn't just deal with pro-life pregnancy clinics. The court went out of their way to make an actual uh, overturning of, of other case law in the past, which have limited what's called professional speech. could be from an attorney, from a doctor, a psychiatrist. And the court made, went out of its way to say uh, that uh, professional speech, professional speech um, is protected by the, by the free speech clause of the First Amendment, uh, the same as other speech. That was a major, major advancement for uh, the First Amendment. And we at Pacific Justice intend to be using this case law uh, in the not too distant future. I was going to say professional speech. Now, wait a minute. We've got an assembly bill here, AB 2943, that actually attacks what what many would call professional speech of individuals counseling people with uh, same-sex-oriented uh, confusion. I forget the technical term. Is that... Right. Is that... Does, does this uh, Supreme Court ruling have a potential impact on AB 2443? Uh, 
2943. Oh, yes, it does, exclamation mark. And in fact, <laughs> I would not be surprised if it was, uh, if they had competent counsel, the legislators, uh, say after reading this decision, realized it and decided uh, we better not even go here. Uh, but we'll see. Well, you know, we, you know, I'm not sure where uh, where it's going to go. But it's, to me, it's extremely encouraging to uh, to see that decision and uh, and that outcome. All right. Next ruling in order of appearance for your hit well, parade. Well, in terms of religious, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, religious freedom cases, the uh, Colorado Baker case, which was fairly narrow in its application on this issue of whether they, the state can force uh, bakers or photographers or other businesses to participate in gay weddings when they have a religious objection to that. Right, and that's a very important case. What's most important about the case is that they really left it up in the air to be decided, the core issues uh, to be decided in the future. It's extremely, very, very narrow case, as I thought it was going to be. Um, and yet, uh, so I think uh, with um, that's, that's going to be the expanded upon and ruled upon much more broadly by the next court. And the next court will, of course, have uh, a new uh, Supreme Court justice taking Kennedy's place. Uh, we, I, in fact, let's go, I'd like to address that now. We might as well. It, sure. Uh, it's going to have a, a, an impact. It's going to be firming up the free exercise of religion uh, irrefutably. Uh, it will uh, also potentially result in the uh, overturning or at least partial overturning of Roe versus Wade, bringing it back to the states. It's not going to radically change things in, in dark blue states like California, uh, but for much of the country, it will have a major uh, impact uh, regarding the uh, the sanctity of human life issue, and uh, and then also uh, we'll also see questions of you know we have reverse discrimination uh, taking place uh, in terms of uh, affirmative action. Uh, you know, affirmative action was never meant to be permanent anyway. So I think uh, we will see an expeditious uh, truncating of that, and so we go back to traditional equal protection of everyone being really. Obviously, there's always. Oh, there's, there's a big flurry of cases at the end, and we had the immigration case, we had the uh, public employee union case. Are there, what other cases stand out in your mind as being significant here? Um, as far as the... Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, let's, get, are there, are there, let's go to the union case right now. Are there, are there other cases that stand out in your mind as being significant, at least from your perspective of what you, oh, or what would you yeah. practice? Yes, yes. So the union case is, uh, is very, very important uh, because uh, it, it liberates, uh, you know, there's 22 states that are not right-to-work states that force people to be a part of their union. Well, half of those workers work for uh, some government agency, and this decision liberates every one of them. And it doesn't just say they can opt out of union dues. It goes even farther. It says, you know what? Every union worker, in order to have union dues subtracted from their pay, they have to affirmatively opt in on their own without any kind of harassment or coercion. Uh, the court had went out of their way to make it very clear. Unions don't even attempt to try to get around this decision. And uh, it's going to have a tremendous impact in terms of both individual liberty and freedom uh, for, for the uh, many, many people who are public servants in America, but also uh, politically by uh, literally uh, draining, instantly drying up the, the source of funding uh, from uh, many, many candidates, which is from liberal uh, public service union, unions. Well, the unions now have, in essence, customers. They're members that they have to appeal to and they have to obtain their business. 
as opposed to people that they don't have to care about what they think. They're stuck in the union paying union dues. So they have to think very twice. You know, do we really want to support this or that leftist organization? Do we really want to, okay, a special assessment of another $2,000 to fund the election this year? The unions, well, man, you know, cause we, as we start doing those things, we're going to lose more of our new customers. Right. Yeah, a, a, exactly. So it's, uh, and then it's also going to be empowered for people in the private sector unions. You know, we at the Pacific Justice Institute, we still have uh, our ChooseCharity.org uh, program, which uh, in, in liberates people in the private sector unions to have all their dues uh, not go into their pockets, but go to a charity of their choice, uh, which is the next best thing. So I think many in the private sector are going to be in, educated and empowered about what their rights are and take advantage of our ChooseCharity.org. Uh, program that will will help them. So it, it's there, we're seeing a, it's going to have a major impact legally uh, in terms of freedom and liberty from the, from free speech, uh, freedom of association, uh, free exercise of religion. Uh, we're going to see an expansion of these these precedents in a very positive way. And the Supreme Court could theoretically expand this recent Janus decision to apply to private sector union workers and liberate them as well down the road. <laughs> And we're reminded how critical that 2016 election, because had it gone the other way, all of these, and Hillary Clinton had appointed the fifth justice, all of these decisions would have gone the other way. Yes, that is that is correct. And uh, so it was a, you know, we're seeing the fruit of the outcome of the last presidential election in a major way. Uh, we're very pleased with that. And of course, uh, I'm somewhat very optimistic and confident that President Donald Trump will stand by his what he's done in the past and choose to uh, uphold his commitment to uh, justices that uh, respect the Constitution and protect the Constitution instead of altering the Constitution. Well, Brad, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you spending a quick moment here with us. I know we caught you between interviews. You've been a busy person this week, and thank you so much for dropping into the Unite IE radio program to give us a couple of your pearls of observation uh, as someone who spends your your entire life protecting free speech, protecting religious liberty at Pacific Justice Institute. Thank you, Brad. That's PJI.org. Yes, PJI.org. Get more information. Stay up to date on everything that they're doing. We'll be back after this break here on the Unite IE Radio Show. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, although sometimes you might be uh, confused and think the most important political office is that of Supreme Court Justice. 
Well, it certainly has been the past three days because the uh, justices found uh, there were 18 rulings this session. Justice Kennedy, who retired, weighed in on the conservative side of all of those. He's traditionally a swing voter. But in this case, for this term, which started October, um, 18 cases they decided on, all of them Kennedy came in on the conservative side of things this round. Right. I think the uh, obviously this past week, the other huge case was the travel ban order case. And this was, again, a, a five to four. And what's important about this was in two, in two things. One is they upheld President Trump's Crowley Constitution order, and they gave a broad reading to the section of, I'm looking for the exact statute, Section 1182F that says that the president has discretion to exclude any alien or any class of aliens he deems detrimental for the interests of the United States. And they gave that a very broad reading of what the president's authority is. And the other part that was important about this was they, they rejected the argument. That well, what does that let's stay on that just for a moment? What does that actually mean? What it means is the president can decide, I don't want any class of aliens or individually or as a group, and says that I find them to be detrimental to the interests of the United States. And and there was a question of whether this applied to how broad this was. And the court gave it a very broad reading. And they tried to say there's another section that says you can't exclude people on the basis of religion or nationality. And And the court said no, but this 1182F trumps pun intended, that, that section. And, and so that was, that's very important. And I think that Donald Trump can use this section to implement a lot of other immigration policies that are never going to, that you can't get through Congress. So in other words, he could do a Muslim ban. Well, that's, uh, that, that's an interesting question. And if you, if you look through the, the court's opinion as to whether that would fly, that's, that's, that's questionable. Okay. Whether, whether it Good. would. Well, and it should be. And, and, I don't think you should be able to ban well, all Muslims. I, I mean, th- that's not a national security threat per se. Well, look, look at Europe. <clears throat> yeah, me, but those aren't all Muslims. Those all, are okay, refugees but, but, right. specific from a war-torn area. Well, well it's, the Muslim immigration to, into Europe has been going on for decades, and they've ghettoized. They've formed no-go zones. And sure, not everyone, every Muslim, but overall, the total Muslim immigration into Europe has had disastrous consequences for them. And if it continues, it's going to have even worse. They're going to Islamify the entire, the entire continent. So I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying yes, we should have that. But the idea, you know, I don't think that... Um, and there's a second point I wanted to make about the case. But in tr- jumping to this point here, is that if you just did a Muslim ban, that might fall. But what if you did, we're going to exclude people that, we, for, that have ideologies that we don't like. In American immigration law, until the 1990s, they excluded communists. I was just going to say, communists. We right. don't want communists. E- even though an American has, an, has a First Amendment right to right. be a communist and to advocate for communism. I mean, if, 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 but for that, we lose half of our college professors. But we're in, yeah, right. But we're in a we're in a place in time okay. now where people are trying to extend the constitutional rights to people that have not yet entered well, the that, United States. Well, there the court was there the court was clear and affirmed previous holdings is that foreigners in foreign countries do not have constitutional rights. What about civil but, rights? But not under, but they have no rights under our constitution. They may have whatever rights they have in their own country. They have no rights under our constitution. 
And there's been a long line of cases holding that. So wait. But. Okay. Wait. Philip Haney. Philip Haney, who did the targeting, who was at the targeting center of the Department of Homeland Security, he was told that he could not continue with his investigation into Tabliki Jamaat because who or is a fundamentalist sect within Islam because it violates the civil rights of those individuals. That may have been government policy. That may have been the orders of his superiors. That's not based on the Constitution. So, so that order is unconstitutional, correct? Well, no. The, the, government, the government could say, we're going to grant protections or privileges or rights to foreigners even though that's not required by the Constitution. There's nothing mm. that would not prohibit them from saying that we're going to apply these rights and, and grant rights by statute or by policy to foreigners. It's just not required by the Constitution. So, Okay, I drug you down a rabbit hole. You okay. had another point you so, wanted to make. If you say, what if, what if you adopted a policy that says we're going to exclude people that have certain totalitarian ideologies, Nazism, right. communism, Right. And perhaps a belief in the supremacy of Sharia law over the Constitution and all other laws. So if you, not per se a Muslim, but if you believe that Sharia law takes precedence over our Constitution, that is an ideology that we don't want. Now, whether that would pass muster remains to be seen. Hmm. But the other thing that the court How did, do you test for any of that? How do you test well, for somebody being a communist or a Sharia supremacist? For, uh, one thing is you ask. And if they're dumb enough to, a- to answer the question truthfully. Okay. Yeah, on the secondary grounds is, is we, don't, we don't want morons in the country. So if they're dumb enough to answer that question in the affirmative. You know, you, you, you may do an investigation, look at their social media posts. There may be, so there's a, there's a practical issue. We're talking in, in theory. Is the court rejected this notion that this otherwise constitutional order that because Donald Trump, unique to Donald Trump, because he supposedly has bad thoughts in his mind about Muslims, has less authority than other presidents would. Mm-hmm. And the court rejected that. They said this is a facially neutral policy that applies equally to everyone from these countries. These, these countries have a record of terrorism. These countries have a problem. They have been identified as being problematic in terms of being able to vet people from these countries. So it was a facially neutral policy applied and so the court rejected this idea that unique to donald trump where he's just going to have less he has less authority than any other president would have because of his bad supposed bad thoughts okay so so this this was a very very big decision narrow five to four but in terms of reaffirming the president's of any president's authority over national security mm-hmm. and immigration mm-hmm Huge result. Very good. Well, we've only got uh, a little bit of time left in the United Day Radio Show. We're going to take a break real quick, uh, hear from a, a word from our sponsor for this half hour, and be back with more on what was a very busy week uh, all the way around uh, on the United IE Radio Show. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. A busy week between the Supreme Court, uh, between the uncivil behavior of the left trying to shut down ICE uh, facilities across the United States. Uh, You know, speaking of uncivil behavior, uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders drummed out of a restaurant in which, Virginia. Which, by the way, is now closed until July 5. I know, right? They, uh, they're closed. And there was a, even a sign in their window. Somebody got a close-up picture that said something about how important it was to love everybody. Yeah. There's a, a quote. I don't have the exact quote, but it's a quote from Martin Luther King that the, 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 the only way to turn an enemy into uh, a friend is through love. Yes, exactly right. That's what it was. Now get out of our restaurant. We love you so much. <laughs> We're going to love you right out of here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a very, very busy week. And what, was, um, what was amazing is not only did they kick her out of the restaurant. They followed her. Right. They, 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 she, they followed she, her family. She, she and her husband went home, and her family went to another restaurant, and they followed her family over to the other restaurant to harass them there. Just uncomfortable. Because they love them so much unconscionable so so i want to come back there's, there's, a, there's a couple i think yes. others that i think is very significant supreme court decisions actually there's three and one was earlier is the court's been toying with trying to get into gerrymandering and hold that unconstitutional they looked at it in the early 2000s they couldn't come up with any kind of standard of how to apply to apply to these cases they took it up again and they dismissed the case because they still can't come up with any kind of standard of how to apply, how much gerrymandering, how much can you, uh, can, can the party that's in charge of a state, uh, basically screw the other party through drawing the districts. And so, so they did, so they, they, they punted on that again. There was, uh, was South Dakota versus Wayfair. And this is, this is significant if you buy anything online because previous cases said that if the internet retailer doesn't have a physical presence in your state, the state can't force them to pay sales tax. And the court reversed those holdings. So now the states can. And the, the, the scope of that's not clear because of the South Dakota statute involved here applied to transactions of either more than $100,000 per year in the state or more than 200 transactions. So if you're very, very small, it wouldn't apply. But the court didn't specify now like you would in a statute is what the limits are. So if you make uh, 50 transactions or $50,000 in a year into a state, can the state impose make you pay a sales tax? And it's not just the sales tax. It's the burden on these small retailers of having to file returns and deal with multiple states, multiple jurisdictions. Exactly. And even within a state, the, the rate of sales tax can vary from district to district to county to county to city to city. This was the first thing that I thought of when I saw this ruling was what a nightmare it is going to be for any small business that tries to do Internet sales across the country to track their sales, what those uh, sales taxes are where the, they get deposited to you're going to have to have a, almost a, a department if if right. it, even if it's staffed by one person to keep track of all that right the other case in that uh, unless big, some enterprising software developer figures out a way to do it all automatically through some uh software that tracks your sales and where those destinations are yeah. and does everything online the other case is very significant especially in light of all the abuses by the corrupt and politicized federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies has come out 
is Carpenter versus United States. And in this case, the government was getting cell phone data of, of location of people. From all the carpenters around the country? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nothing to do with carpenters, I guess. I, I, don't, all right, I, I just want to clear that up for those people that think this might have been about carpenters. This is, this is the kind of insightful legal analysis you get on Unite <laughs> IE Radio. <laughs> Because when I first read it, I thought, oh, gosh, there's a legal case on carpenters. Right. But no. So what the government was getting was was your location of people from their cell phone data without a warrant. Right. Otherwise known as metadata, right? Right. So when the court said, and this is interesting because Justice Roberts joined the four liberal justices on this one, I wish this should have been 9-0, is that for the government to get that kind of information about you, the government needs to get a warrant on right. based on a showing of probable cause. Yes. There's all sorts of ways, your bank records, where that the government can get now without a warrant. And um, particularly the abuses that have come to light in the last year or so have made me much, you know, to the importance of the Fourth Amendment and the freedom from unreasonable search and seizure is, is, is highlighted here. And if the government wants to get any of our personal records, the government needs to get a warrant so based is, on a showing a probable cause. Is this the same case where uh, the example of a police officer pulling you over and wanting to look at your phone or and your phone records on you know just during a traffic stop? It would be related. It's not directly related, but yeah, is if they want to search those things, they, they should be, they should they should be required to ah. get a warrant based on a showing of probable cause. I can see that that conversation on the roadside is not going to go very well for the driver. It may not. Now, the As you is, try to enforce your your constitutional rights. Hey, I'm not you need a warrant. It. No, I'm not going to open it. Yeah. I'm not going to open my cell phone. Yep. You need to do that. All right. On that note, we are out of time for another episode of the Unite IE radio program. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. for the insightful legal analysis of our attorney, Greg Britton. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.